talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. I'm here with my favorite Clipper mate. Jesse Sandoval, what's up, guys? I wasn't sure if you walked away, you know. <laughs> All right. I know we're not doing this with the with the video on, so I understand. Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're, I, I feel like the video sometimes slows down or makes the audio work. I don't know. Well, maybe someone could give us some feedback. Uh, but I feel like it makes the audio worse maybe when we had the video on. But I don't know. I haven't seen your pretty face in a while. But I uh, no, no. One day we'll we'll we'll, we'll hang out soon. Okay. Uh how how are you how are you spending your holiday this weekend? Um I'm gonna go down to the valley, uh hang out with some family members for Thanksgiving and then see a couple friends, catch up. Cool. And that's pretty much it. What about yourself? I'm going to my cousins tomorrow and then I feel like I was supposed to have plans this weekend. Clippers have two home games this weekend. Maybe I'll go to one of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for people who don't know, you know, maybe, you know, it's Thanksgiving here in America. It's Thanksgiving in Germany. The Clippers have signed a backup center, and we are 3-0 and since we got him. Uh, I think this episode is going to be like a recap of the game. Mm-hmm. But it's also going to be uh, a recap of the last week because the last time we checked, the Clippers were not winning. It was before the Nuggets game, and and we lost the Nuggets game, but the process looked okay. Yeah, we looked a lot better than I would say yeah. in the previous games for sure. Like uh-huh. we were, I was fully expecting the team not to show up, and they did. So. Uh, we still lost because of questionable coaching. And just, you know, bad rotations in general. Mm-hmm. But we competed against a good team. Yes, they did not have Jamal Murray, but I'm not I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But uh you think we can get there's still a good team without Jamal Murray, so and then the Clippers were able to hold on to that process and think really hard about it. And at this point, I think the day after the Nuggets game or the day after that, I think it was the day after the Nuggets game, Daniel Tice got bought out by the Indiana Pacers. We thought we were going to have to trade for the guy. Now we don't have to trade for him. We just have yeah. to have him clear waivers. He clears waivers by mid-afternoon uh, on Friday. And I I remember in our chat, I was like, oh, he's not going to play. You know, he still has to pass a physical <laughs> and all this. And then, like, like, four minutes later, like, the Clippers made me look like an absolute idiot. And he's like, yeah, Daniel Tice is playing tonight. I don't, I don't know what that idiot Brian said. <laughs> like, the Clippers put that in their, like, announcement. <laughs> he's playing tonight brian's a dipshit <laughs> yep and i threw in i threw in the chat to make you feel like an idiot so <laughs> i was you know and i was like i don't know they had a physical in the past I, I guess modern technology and modern medicine right they're just like yeah, he's gonna be fine uh they put like uh like a like their hand on his forehead <laughs> and they're like he's good to go <laughs> But it's not really on his forehead. They're not touching it. Yeah, <laughs> like they're yeah, barely, they're barely, they're barely grazing it. Like, he's, fine. he's good to go. It's like that. Have you seen that video? Like of the of the security, like what, like uh, no. scanning people down. <laughs> he's yeah. not even patting anybody down. That's that's exactly what they did. Yeah, absolutely. And he he he, he looks good so far. 
Dude, he looks really good for not having any minutes with the guys. Like, I like how he cuts. I like his mentality. I like how physical he gets on defense uh, and, phys- and offense as well. I just, I, I really think he was a good pickup. Um, he plays a lot bigger than his height. He's only six eight, and I'm not. And six eight's a lot if you're actually thinking about because the Clippers before then only had a guy six five after Zoo. But he plays a lot bigger than his size and stretches the court. He moves better. Uh, you know, the anti-zoo crowd's already like, hey, what's start Daniel Ties over zoo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it's a great pickup. I so far yeah. I, I'm a hundred percent on board for it. Mm-hmm. And uh hopefully it continues getting better. I I do like the lineup of Paul George, Russ, and Tice out there. Mm-hmm. Um, PJ Tucker, uh, matched up with anybody on this team is like a result is going to result in negative minutes for everyone. Uh, so hopefully this kind of, you know, allows us to like, you know, decrease the PJ Tucker minutes a little bit, but yeah, I remember I was it the Memphis Grizzlies game where like, where was the news? Was it the Denver Nuggets game? Was it the Denver Nuggets game? Where, no, like, P- P- PJ Tucker was complaining about his minutes or something like that. <laughs> I did not see that. He really complained about his minutes? Yeah, there was, like, a news thing. Or, like, one of the broadcasters brought up, and it had to be a national TV game, so I'm assuming it was TNT. So it had to be the Nuggets game. So, like, yeah, PJ Tucker's like, yeah, I'm not like, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing, but they brought up, like, yeah, and PJ Tucker's been talking about how he's not getting enough minutes or something. They just, like, brought it up. And then everyone in Clipper Nation was basically like, wait, what? <laughs> hey, yo, what the? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like, We're having another Morris uh, situation. It's kind of kind of interesting. Um, I, I, that totally did not show up my feed whatsoever on Twitter. So I, I don't know. I didn't hear anything past it. And like maybe, but like the fact that it was on a national broadcast, I think like it's not even that I'm like just talking out of my ass here. Like it, it, they said it. <laughs> and it, yeah. Um, and I caught it on Twitter because I, I was watching the game on mute, I think. And, uh, that's so funny. <laughs> What's the guy thinks he's going to do, man? He's like almost 40 years old. <laughs> what does he think he has in the tank? I don't know, dude. He, he's just a dude in the Jersey out there most of the time. Like I appreciate he hustles. He's, he's kind of like, uh, like an enforcer kind of, you know, he does more than Morris ever did. Well, I'm not saying ever did, but he does more than what Morris was doing last season for us. Yeah. You know, well, he like, definitely tries on defense for sure. Yeah. He, 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 he plays out there and he, he cares, but we don't need it for more than five minutes at a time, maybe ever, <laughs> you know, maybe five <laughs> minutes a game, maybe five minutes a week. Like we don't, we don't, we don't really need it. Like he's not a need for our team. Well, I'll put it that way. I I definitely agree with you on that one. Uh, so, less PJ Tucker for sure, and more Daniel Ties. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The 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 bigger story, I guess that that took like kind of the 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 steam away from the Daniel Ties story was the news that Russell Westbrook from Chris Haynes requested that he wants to come off the bench to help the team, basically, and uh. Law Murray and even a lot of people in Clipper Nation was like, yeah, oh, that's probably cap. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I say this? This is like the 
this is the most hysterical thing that came out of that news because like you think it'd be like the outside media like espn mm-hmm. they're trying to like create like some sort of like narrative that wrestlers not want to come off the bench and it's just like uh, maybe it's true right like yeah they have their sources so it's probably true but you would think it'd be like coming from espn right trying to create this like storyline so that way they get more views because like yeah. obviously everyone loves drama but no it's our own reporters who are like reportedly fans so that's kind of interesting <laughs> they like yeah. want to see this whole thing fall well, apart so i think what, what was it you who was like sometimes it's your own guys like you, you told me that <laughs> yeah. in their chat uh, <laughs> sometimes be your own people (laughs) (laughs) and so my take on that whole thing is i don't care is but it it happened right like Mm -hmm. we needed russ to come off the bench and it happened you before everybody else i feel like you know you were the one who i think had the most faith that it could happen did we all agree how it would happen and how smooth it would be no but you were the one who's like russ is willing to come off the bench and whether he agreed to it or requested it or not, he's technically doing it every day. He's not like sitting in protest. You know, he's not like, I'm not going in the game, Ty. Like, no, he's going in off the bench. It's technically, Jesse, I'm going to give you credit. It happened a lot sooner than we all expected. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, I thought the pairing could work. But, um, yeah, it was a horrific, what, five-game losing streak with Harden and Russ starting together. So, it had to happen. I I agree with you. I'm 100% with you. I don't care if it was Russ that chose to, as long as he's not pouting about it or, like, causing a huge commotion, then I'm cool with it. If he starts, like, nagging and he starts complaining, like, if it wasn't about from him and then he doesn't want to play anymore, then get rid of him. Like, like as much as I love Russ and I will be a Russ stand, um, we just don't need that. It's clear that Harden is still that guy and can still can like produce. He offers a lot, although like and you mentioned it several times, the PG and Russ combo does really well. It does with the second unit. It still and, is. It still is. Yeah, and it's like if he can't if he can't put away his ego as much. Like I understand, you know, like you there's I respect that you have a belief in yourself. Uh, I'll respect that a lot, but if you can't sacrifice your own ego for the good of the team, then there's no place for you here. Yeah. And at this point in his career, because I've seen some people on Twitter or X, whatever, mention that um, this could be like a career ender because, you know, going to the bench, you know, it ends people's careers. I would make the opposite point of like, if you're forcing him into the starting lineup and it's not working and it's obviously him being part of it and the Clippers had to get rid of him because of that, because it was an issue that would end his career faster than him coming off the bench and helping this team win. Like I, I I don't, the whole going to the bench thing. Like, I feel like half of like the Russ fans, the Russ stands on X was like, absolutely devastated by the news and i was like what do you think would happen if like if someone had to be <laughs> taken out of the starting lineup who, who do you think it was going to be Kawhi leonard like like, <laughs> like the guys we give up picks for like no we, 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 yeah, we like, got rest for like scraps like we have like 15 first round draft picks sacrificed in that, in that starting lineup right now 
Uh, you think you think it's gonna be rust? That's that's, yeah. that's still gonna stay in it now. It, uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. If you like, like this is the first time because I, I feel like PG and Kawhi don't really have that kind of fan base where they create accounts where they go like mm-hmm. so aggressive on there. Like it's so strange to see this with both Russ and Harden's fans. Like it is crazy. I. It's so interesting. I don't, I don't know. It's funny. The, the Clippers, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not like, I know the Timberwolves have that like Brazil account. That's absolutely just dominating <laughs> Twitter right now. It's so good. <laughs> but uh, like the Clippers fans, I don't know. Maybe it's the same for other teams, but we have a lot of stands accounts. Like we had a Morris account last year. There's a zoo account. There's a couple <laughs> zoo accounts. And, and it was funny because like I was listening to the first quarter of the game today on the way home from work and uh there was like a moment where like uh you know the radio guy the new guy the actually the new radio guy is actually pretty good I'll, I'll say that mm-hmm. um he was like and fell on zoo and I could just you know picture the imagery in my head of zoo cupping the basketball with one hand and just arguing with the with, with the ref, like saying that wasn't a foul, when it with when it probably obviously was, and I didn't even visually see the foul, but I knew that's probably what happened in the game. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if someone like hit us up after the episode. I was like, that's exactly what happened, bro. <laughs> you know, like uh, I'm not gonna try to be anti-zoo. Uh, mm-hmm. But I am uh, hoping he, uh, you know, he's has he's actually he's had some good games and he's very important to this team. Uh, but I think he's tradable, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, we'll see how the team feels about him at the trade deadline. Until then, though, he's the starting center. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give him a couple more games to adapt to James Harden's play style. Because he's obviously James Harden wants to play with him and wants to use him as a pick and roll, but um, I don't know how many more games you need to adjust to this guy's play style. <laughs> so, so, so you know, like I don't know if you you caught up with everything, but um, so the Chargers lost a football game this last uh, this last weekend. Okay, and, and their first round rookie uh, wide receiver, a lot of hype on this guy. He's supposed to be really good, and he has a wide open catch for a first down and it falls right between his hands and like bounces off his knee and the chargers lose the game. And that's exactly how I feel every time Harden tries to find zoo anywhere on the court. It's just, it's through his hands bouncing off his knee. It's, it's going everywhere. And then he's getting mad that he thinks he's getting fouled because he couldn't catch the pass cleanly. And then I see Daniel Tice like 42 inches shorter than zoo catch a ball cleanly and then put it up cleanly. And I'm like, it's like night and day. And I'm not, and it's funny because I'm not saying, I'm not saying zoo's worse than Daniel Tice or Daniel Tice is better than zoo. It's just like little things like that. Like, yeah, zoo protects the rim better. Zoo switches better, I think. Oh, well, you know, we'll see. About that. <laughs> no, that's debatable. The yeah, game was yeah. pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I'll take that back. You know, Someone already got that receiving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but Zoo does a lot a lot of things better than Daniel Tice. But Daniel mm-hmm. Tice 
just kind of like the Mason Plumley effect, just like someone who just moves a little quicker, just looks like he's a little looser, doesn't move like he's an AI robot on the court sometimes. Like just certain things like that where I'm just like, man, like just the little things. That's why I think there's so many people that are like, you know, I think Daniel Tai should start or I think Mason Plumley should start. And they're, I, I still think Zoo should be the starter, but it would be nice if Zoo was like working on his hands more. And but I think we've been saying that for like five years. Like I think who Zoo is as a center, he's not improving on that. He yeah. is who he is. Kind of like Terrence Mann. The argument we were making for Terrence Mann in the offseason. Yeah, I like, just don't think he can prove his hand eye coordination whatsoever. Like Yeah, like I don't know what he has to do. I don't know if he has to like go practice with like a former NFL quarterback and just like have like someone gunsling of a ball in between his eyes for an hour straight. Like I don't know. <laughs> see, see, this is why you can't have me as a podcast host because you'll, you'll easily like persuade me. I'm like, you can put me in a room with you, and you can have like a like a like a view, and I'll be like, yeah, but I have this, and then like ten minutes later into a conversation, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> 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 so like after hearing you say about Z, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You can't really approve hand eye coordination. So maybe, <laughs> so maybe uh, there's really not much uh, I can ask of him, you know, in the next couple games, but. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of been a little bit difficult to watch at times, especially when it comes to like switching. Uh, latest game was pretty rough, but yeah, Daniel Tice has been really great. I really enjoy his presence in the team. And mm-hmm. again, this goes back to like what we were saying, right? Like we said that there were so many issues with this roster and also including coaching and the front office. But now the front office got someone that was willing to come to us after a buyout kind of help address the situation right so that's a process elimination right there now it's just a question about is ty the guy right like we already gave him all the weapons he's ever asked for i feel right and according to the pr spin on it i'm just gonna say this right now technically you know because we we went through the process of elimination where we were like it's probably the front office then it's probably ty and then it's on the players right Mm-hmm. The team absolutely skipped the tie process and went straight to quote unquote Russ requesting to come off the bench. The decision apparently wasn't even ties. So yeah, yeah, it's, like, that was that was frustrating. So now not only did the front office, you know, basically say, "Hey, we got you your backup center. We we're just waiting for the Pacers to buy him out." Which I don't know. I have no idea how that even like the the Clippers know that was going to happen. I guess they did. I guess the Pacers like, hey, just give us like a week with him, and we'll we'll buy him out. It's like, all right, well, we're losing games, but fine, we'll, we'll wait. I'm sure there's collusions, right? Like they mm-hmm. just keep it hidden really well. So, like I'm the, ten, sure the, the well, well, the guy played the same day he signed a contract, which, like I said, <laughs> like they just they just checked his fever real quick and let him play on the court. Like there there, there was plenty of tampering, but but uh, uh, like I'm, I'm, the NBA just totally it's like it's Daniel Tice. We're not going to investigate this. It's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, what's he going to do? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so like they totally skipped the tie thing and went straight to the players, and now one of the players is doing Ty's job for him by requesting to come off the bench, which I still don't think it was a hundred percent Russ's decision. Yeah, either way, it wasn't Ty's, and it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very it's, frustrating. Right, so. Now it is on tie, and then like what's I guess we could flash, you know, we, we the Rockets game we had Hardenheimer four point play, mm-hmm. emotional Beautiful. moment. I'm not, I'm going to tell you right now the way the Clippers have been playing all season, 
that was such an emotional shot. And the Clippers, since we got James Harden, have been so bad that we haven't dropped the Hardenheimer shirt. We're like, I don't know. I don't think Clipper Nation's feeling it. That moment would have been the great time to drop it, but we weren't prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh you're right. And and it meant a lot, I'm sure, for James Harden, because I feel like if you look at the narrative around this team, it's nothing on, on anyone else. It's James Harden, right? Yeah. Every you have uh you know announcers for the other teams going in on him, especially I was watching the feed from the Spurs and uh they're going in on him. They're they're doing jabs at Harden. And the media has jabs at Harden. And I'm sure this was just like one giant relief, especially just to come from James Harden to clutch that shot yeah. for a four-point play. Uh, I felt like it was such a huge weight about this Harden stigma. And I know there's a lot to still overcome, but mm. that was an immense win for this team. Like, it, yeah. it meant a lot. I agree with you. Like, we're losing... We're looking bad. Earlier in the day, Russ is like, I'm going to come off the bench. And we're like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then all of a sudden, you know, the team just looks a lot better because of it. And like, like, like I said, not knocking Russ, it's just the fit wasn't there. And Hart, like that moment for me as a fan, being that I'm a James Harden fan and I'm watching this whole thing not work for a couple of weeks and I'm even doubting like, man, maybe I'm a dipshit. <laughs> you know, like the, the Harden takes the step back and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through the emotions of a lot of situations here. He takes the step back. He's about to shoot it and you could just tell, you could just feel it in the air. Wherever you're at in America, wherever you're at in the world, you could feel it in the air that Harden was going to make that shot. And he got hit on the shot. So not only that, you get Kawhi on the bottom showing the most emotion he's ever showed in his life. Because you he felt it. You, they do a zoom in on Steve Ballmer, and it looks like he was about to cry. Like the entire like clipper nation like me and you are in a group chat and we were like man like that was that was the, that was the moment that's when it felt like this whole thing was worth it mm-hmm. and not only that and i know it's funny now i'm about to get deeper into it but we had the moment of him sitting on the floor paul george picking him up and the guy still had to go to the free throw line, make a free throw to f- officially ice it. Cause like the, the Rockets could have came down and scored another three. He had an opportunity to completely ice it and really enjoy that moment. And I saw Norm today, make a three and miss the free throw. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like that was that was the moment for Steve, Lawrence Frank, Ty Lu, us, the people who were like, man, I really wish Nick Batum was still here. That whole situation was like, now this this is why we did it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can continue this momentum moving forward. And then we did. We continued. We went and blew out the Spurs on Monday. Today, we looked pretty good against the Spurs at times, but we looked really sloppy. We allowed the Spurs to come back in the game. And this is where I was kind of alluding to before I wanted to talk about James Harden's moment was 
Ty is coaching. All right, now the spotlight's on him. <laughs> yep, exactly. You know, it's, yeah. It's kind of strange for him to rely so much on Russ. Like, <laughs> he's willing to come off the bench, and he's, like, still trying to give him a ton of minutes. And it's, like, it was a little frustrating. Like, he he's forcing things to work. Like, the Russ, PG, uh, Harden, Zoo, Kawhi, it just does not work. And he's trying so hard to make it work. It's like, dude, just stop, please, please. Like who yeah. else do we need to get rid of to force you to stop playing this? Like, and unfortunately we can't get, we can't get rid of Harden. So it's probably going to be Russ. So at some point we, we might have to just might come to that. This guy can't, yeah. if he can't make a decision, he can't make the tough decision because Russ, because of Russ's value and who he is then the front office needs to do something. It's I understand, like, for example, we have four back to we have four games that are back to backs coming, right? I understand, like, I don't know, I'll ask you real quick. Do you think uh everyone's gonna play in all those games or do you think we're gonna have some people finally sitting in some of those back to backs? I think we're gonna play. Uh I think the fact that we're not in a place to be comfortable, I no. think everyone still has an urgency to to play because there's a huge narrative still. Uh, we got rid of the hump for most of the weight of our shoulders, but you know, all eyes are all eyes are on us, right? So we still don't. We're still not at 500. We play the Pelicans and the Mavs in a back to back. I think if we do play both those games and we win both those games, then we have a game Monday and then we have back to backs later that week. I'm I'm if we go, let's just say three and oh, these next three games, I wouldn't be surprised if we decide to sit somebody in those back to backs. If we're one and two, two and one, we're barely floating around 500. I really do think we're going to play everyone. Uh, but going to the going to what we were just talking about with the Russ Harden thing, the point I was going to make, which I kind of went on a tangent, was uh. I actually do think that there's going to be plenty of time this year for not a fault of ties, but just injuries, back-to-backs or whatever, that James Harden and Russ are going to play together. It's going to happen. Like, it's going to happen at some point. Like, the situation is going to force itself where it happens. But right now, when everyone, for the most part, is healthy... Norm has a growing inj- growing injury, so we'll see what that means for this team. You know, uh, go go ahead. Sorry, no, I was gonna say I I know you had a a great point coming, so <laughs> you um, lay it out there. I think the Russ and Harden combo could work. It's just that it just doesn't work with PG and Kawhi. That's actually well. that that's that's a very good observation, and I was thinking the same thing because. When it was the four of them, and yes, it didn't work, and the spacing was really bad. It's actually also because the spacing of Russ and Zoo together with Harden out there is not perfect either. Mm-hmm. But it was always like PG couldn't get it going, Kawhi couldn't get it going. Some people were not shooting shots. You know, Russ is taking the open three. It just became a thing where it's like the guys who should be getting the ball and scoring are not getting the ball and scoring. You know, yeah. and. So yeah, that's right. You you make a good point there. So the issue with Ty currently is he's having Russ be like the first guy off the bench, which I'm pretty sure 
was when Russ, quote unquote, requested to come off the bench. I'm sure that was an agreed upon thing where it's like, well, you'll be the first one to come off the bench and you'll be playing with these guys and there'll be most games where you close and whatever. Those minutes, I'm not looking at the plus or minus on it right now, but those minutes absolutely suck. (laughs) (laughs) like I don't I don't I don't need to be given uh an excel sheet on on how bad those minutes are because we seem to be doing good and then we put Harden out there with or we put Russ out there with Harden and then eventually we move Harden to the bench and then it's just Paul George Paul George and Russ and then it looks good again. So I do understand in the makeup of basketball that you're not going to have a perfect lineup the entire game. Like no team, oh, maybe there's a team in the NBA where you could prove me wrong, but most teams in the NBA are not going to have a perfect lineup out there for an entire game. So those pockets where Russ is the first person to come off the bench, would I agree with that? No, I would actually save Russ to come off when Harden's ready to come off, you know, and then maybe I bring in somebody else, you know, or I don't know who would be the first person to come off. I guess Terrence would be the first person to come off. Like, it's like Terrence is the per- the person that comes off and Russ goes in, but Russ shouldn't be going in for Terrence. Russ should be going in for Harden, and like Norm or somebody should be going in for Terrence, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just odd that Ty does that. Those minutes absolutely suck. <laughs> and then yeah. he finished the game with that lineup today too, because you know Norm was hurt, and I don't I honestly can't give him another good reason why he's doing that. <laughs> but like I tried I tried my hardest right now. <laughs> To come up with an excuse for it, but I couldn't. And it's not working. Like I don't want to see it in the fourth quarter at all. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. When he's not high, it's just like he should not be in. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you know what? You didn't mention though, give Ty his credit though. Um, you know, he put he put Amir Coffee, he he gave Amir Coffee minutes today. So uh you had a good point. You could have gone gone to Bones Bones Highland and had more redundancy in the lineup, but he went with mere coffee and he played pretty well. So it it it, it uh, is it is concerning that Bones didn't go in because it should be Bones' minutes. Like he I feel like Bones has earned those minutes. But Ty pulling the old switcheroo on the whole fan base and be like, no, we're gonna put a mirror in. I'm like, oh well, you should have had a mirror in this entire time. Like, how is it? No, no, no. Now, how is it? That we've needed a wing this entire time since Mason Plumlee's been out or whatever. And you've been rocking PJ Tucker minutes when Amir Coffee has been ready to go this entire time. So it's, I, it's like I, the episode of uh, SpongeBob where, like, SpongeBob, I, I think Squidward's doing the talent show and he's trying to host it and he's trying to like show off his act, but no one likes him. And so he puts <laughs> his hand out and then he puts SpongeBob's hand and they start crying. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's him doing PJ Tucker, uh, PJ Tucker, and like. Excuse me. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> uh, PJ Tucker and uh, Amir Coffee for sure. So I'll give Ty credit putting the Amir Coffee in. Great move. Hopefully we see more of it, even when Norm comes back. Hopefully we get more of it. Uh, you know, and I, I also want to throw out Amir Coffee has had a rough off season with the legal stuff and the possibly being traded to the Wizards with Marcus Morris. And he showed up and he was ready to play. And this is the first time personally for me since, you know, cause we did trade Luke away. We traded Reggie. We traded a lot of guys last year, but I felt like even before the trade deadline last year, that the Clippers kind of didn't have that, like always ready mentality. 
you know, the back of the bench, you always used to have that I'm always ready mentality, ready to go mentality. Mm-hmm. Amir Coffey is the first player since probably the the season before last season where I really felt that way about this team. Like someone got hurt, he was ready to go in, he was contributing, he's he was diving for loose balls, he was making plays happen. Uh he was a connector, he was a glue guy out there. Hell, like played better than Terrence. And I'm, I'm gonna say this right now for those people who are like, hey man, aren't you glad we didn't trade Terrence? I I agree. I think Terrence is much better in the starting lineup than Russ was because he is kind of a connector himself, but uh, I'm telling you right now, I I don't know if I said this on the pod. I said it to you guys, but like, we don't necessarily need Terrence if we have Amir Coffee. And if they just gave Amir Coffee Terrence's minutes and like told him to be the new Terrence, I think he could do it. But I'm glad that we have both of them. I'm glad we have two youngish. Yeah, I'm saying youngish because <laughs> they're both they're both in their like mid to late twenties now. <laughs> but uh. Two two youngish guys out there that could play with these old guys, but uh, I, I it's funny because like every time I'm like trying to give the team credit, I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna take this moment to shit on Zoo and Terrence Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Norman Powell, let me bring him up. <laughs> you know what, Terrence Matt, uh, Norman Powell, like I, he had nothing to do with James Harden making that four point play, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna he's gonna catch this straight right now too. Like, <laughs> man, we're toxic. <laughs> yeah like the, the, the clippers did it to me last year i don't feel like I, there was moments where i was toxic but like for the most part i feel like i was optimistic for the most part mm-hmm. this year i'm just like like no this is this is it if you're not working go go play somewhere else like like i'm not <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not entertaining this you know like um I I got into this because I'm a Clippers fan. I didn't get into this because I'm like a Terrence Mann Zoo fan. You know, I got into this because I'm a Clippers fan, and I want to see a Clippers parade. I don't care if it's with a bunch of people that I don't like on the same. I want to see yeah. that parade. I think that's what happens when you get like when you make a huge blockbuster trade for two major like a major star. Mm-hmm. You gave your future away. Like you just stop caring about like the role players when you realize that you gave up your future for these guys. You mm. need to maximize these guys, right? And so now we don't like I I'm maybe I'm speaking I'm speaking too much for you, but for me personally, like I like these guys and I wish them the best. But if they're not gonna contribute or there's no place for them to contribute, then let's make something happen for someone that will, right? So yeah, uh thank you. But you know, at the still at the end of the day, you get paid. So like I, I, I'm a big fan of all these guys. I hope it could work with all of them. But if the Clippers one day was like, you know what, we're gonna trade Zoo for a, a better wing player, then oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling me, Steve, but you didn't have to ask my opinion. You, you could just do it. But uh but you know, like until then, Zoo's our best center. He's probably mm-hmm. the best center we'll have. So I hope it works. But yeah. yeah. Hope for the best, but who cares what happens? <laughs> but like, I think like, I, I'm not speaking on other fans. Uh, right now the process is good, and I like the process. But there are some holes that we need to fix, and I think at this point it's more on Ty than it is the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Clippers will probably make some moves at some point, and I think last year, and I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real about it. The Clippers supporting cast, we were we were told that it was going to be Kawhi, Paul George, and that supporting cast, and that supporting cast, in my opinion, let me down a ton. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm not going into this season thinking like, oh yeah, I like all these role players. Like I'm going into it like it's fine. They had their opportunity to shine and <laughs> they decided not to. And I'm not saying that's that's not I'm, I'm not saying they woke up one morning and was like, ah, I'm not gonna shine this day. I'm just not I just not, I just don't feel like shining. <laughs> but to me, it was like, and I'm not talking about like the first round exit. That's one thing. They they went out there and they played hard. I but it was the fact that we could not get a go, and we could we we went back and forth on it last year a ton. Was it was it Kawhi? Was it Paul George? Was it Ty? Was it the front office? Was supporting us? The whole last season was a mess, and I think this year I just don't have any patience for it. I'm like mm-hmm. the front office needs to get the players that we need. The tie needs to coach the players that we need to have on the team, and and the players need to play like they want to be there. Right? That that's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, no, I agree with you. but there's moments too where I'm like looking at Dan Craig, and I'm like, I'm sure Dan Craig, in the back of his head, knows, hey man, if I got this job, Russ ain't playing farted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he he doesn't care. Like he's just gonna, hey, you know, he's not gonna play with him. Like. <laughs> You think he's sound like you think Tyler's like, hey, what do you think? He's like, I think you should play Russell Harden. <laughs> he's like, yeah, man, I, I think I think you gotta keep doing it. <laughs> he's like, I, I, you know what? If I, I would close fourth quarters with it too, and then he's gonna come in and be like, hey, I got this great idea. Those two guys not gonna play together. Everyone's like, holy crap, man, that's that's nuts. Like any anybody, the Clippers could pick up anybody on the street. And just be like, hey, um, what would you do to change this? Like, I want to play those two guys together. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, we wish I were his coach. Like, I would, and I, I, I and I have a feeling that Ty doesn't always. I don't feel like Ty looks at the lineup always and go, this combination is not working. I think he sometimes just looks at it and goes, I need a player out there that I could trust. I'm gonna put in the 17 year old, the 17 year veteran point guard we got, and I'm gonna put my other 17 year veteran point guard I got, and I'm gonna put my other 17 year forward and my other 17 year forward in, and you know what? Screw it, I'll put PJ Tucker too. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's, that's just the way he's thinking. Like, these guys have seen a lot of basketball, and so I'm gonna trust that. Yeah, he's supposed to be like an analytics guy, right? Like, and like I feel like all the analytics are saying not to play that starting lineup. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I made it. this. I don't know if I made this point on a pod before or whatever, but it's like it was probably really easy for Ty to go and look at Doc Rivers' mistakes and go, "I'll do the opposite of that," and then we saw it, right? <laughs> but now that he's in that Doc Rivers, I think Dan Craig or Brian Shaw could easily be like, oh yeah, I, I could look at those mistakes and fix those. Like, you know, they, they don't have the voice, I guess, to change Tyloo's mind. But if they were given the coaching, it was like, yeah, this is what I would switch up. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I had flashbacks when he pulled out Zoo for Russ. I was like, what, what's going on? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> it's like I was like, yeah, technically Russ could rebound, but <laughs> like I don't I don't, I don't what? <laughs> but um I don't know. <laughs> so, but hey you know what we're on a three game winning streak you gotta I, take where you can so things feel better now than they did a week ago when we did the podcast i feel like now we can make jokes a little bit about some of the holes in the clippers whereas last week it literally felt like this soul crushing void in my life that just this absolute dread of like man this isn't working <laughs> and this week it's like it's working but we're blowing out bad teams but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rockets are a good team. So you know what? The Rockets are a really good team. The Spurs have a generational star in the making. 
and we needed some like you know get, uh pick me up games because we did just have some of the worst Clippers basketball in the history of the franchise. I feel like. And we needed some pick me up games, and so we got the we got the two Spurs back to backs, not the back to backs, but two Spurs games, and and then we're playing a Pelicans team that sometimes shows up, sometimes doesn't, and we're playing the Mavericks. And I think if we could go play the Mavericks, play them tough, especially after getting our asses handed to us by them just a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. I think that would be a very now. I like I said, I don't know what. The makeup of the team will be like we might not play all our guys you know who knows like but i think it's an important game to try to win and give the clippers probably their first win against a legitimate playoff team like rockets are a good team but i can't tell you right now if they're going to make the playoffs or not right so mm-hmm. yeah no, I agree the, the, the mavs are going to make the playoffs probably or they're going to at least compete so if we could go out there beat the mavs and then we do play some really good teams the week after. I think if we start, like, we don't have to win every game, but if we start winning some of these games against the good teams, I think that's going to feel good moving forward with this squad. Yeah, I agree with you. And then, when, yeah. and then when Steve Bomber gives me a call and is like, hey, should we trade Zoo for a wing? I'm like, yeah, like I said, you don't have to call me every time you're about to do this, Paul Steve. Just do it. I trust. I trust you guys. Because I, I just don't want to make you mad. <laughs> you're, you're certainly not going to make me mad. I'll give you a couple phone numbers of players, the people you will make mad, but we're we're good. And I let let Zoo drop passes for another team, <laughs> but uh, like I said, and, and if we keep Zoo, we keep Zoo. I don't mind Zoo. I have a Zoo bobblehead in my car from the the City Edition game where we played the Grizzlies, and um, I've left it in my car this entire time. And recently, someone uh, broke in and <laughs> left two more zoo bobbleheads in my car. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, cool." That's right. That's a rough neighborhood, man. You gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah, it is a rough neighborhood. <laughs> someone just shattered my someone shattered my window and left two more zoo bobbleheads. Dude, that's that's right. Did you call the cops? <laughs> yeah, I did. And they're like, "Oh man, that's heinous." <laughs> <laughs> We're on it. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty rough. But you know what? It would have been nice if they uh, put another bobblehead. Yeah, uh, I would have been like, oh, I, 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 I'm gonna put these on eBay, and people are gonna be like, Nah, I'm alright. <laughs> exactly. Not only is it a tiny zoo on top of two basketballs, it's also the really bad Clippers City Edition jersey. But um, but I'm not gonna lie, I did say on this podcast, uh, like when we we're when we were crap talking about the. City edition jerseys. I was like, if they have a moment where I want to buy one, I might do it. And I'm not gonna lie. Ever since Harden made the the four point play against the the Hardenheimer, you know, against the Rockets, I was like, man, that jersey doesn't look too bad now. All right. You you know you know what? That's maybe you're right because I started looking at it differently too. Like as the games have gone on, especially after that game, I'm like, they don't look bad. You know what? They look really nice. The the Except colors the, the colors are good. I just went you you know like the 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 font that's on the sweater. Mm-hmm. I think if they use that font like that handwritten font, the jerseys would be like top five in this in the league in terms of city edition jerseys. Yeah, they like, would have been so sick. They would have looked like Etsy. 
something from Etsy. Yeah, like that handwritten stuff. That, that would have been perfect. But they're like, nah, we're going to do this weird combination of an old Clippers logo and absolute shit. And then put, <laughs> one, and then put that on our jersey. But it's funny because I'm looking at other city edition jerseys and I'm like, you know what? Like, it's 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 more so that the Clipper jersey is not bad now. It's just it's just like below average. <laughs> and then it went from really bad to like it might be one of the worst five jerseys to maybe just now one of the worst ten jerseys in the league. But I absolutely agree with you. Uh, but you got any more thoughts on the Clippers before we uh, wrap this up and we go celebrate Thanksgiving? We are three games in, winning. With James Harden, so let's enjoy that. Three and zero since we got Daniel Tice. Three and zero since Russ started coming off the bench. Let's see if we can keep that rolling. This can't happen. This can't work. And when it doesn't, uh, well, I'll be in debt from all the James Harden jerseys about. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can find, you can, you can find our podcast where you find your podcast. You can find us on X Twitter. At Ellie Clips Forum, you know, come say hi. Come tell us that our takes are terrible. Come tell us that you know what, like, I listened to your entire podcast and you guys gave me zero substance, and I I want more stats. And we would be like, go listen to something else. Then, uh, <laughs> uh, Jesse, yes, we're gonna drop Hardenheimer at some point. I think we're trying to find that sweet spot of. Of a, a probably maybe another good Harden moment, or you know maybe some good Clippers momentum. Uh, I think we'll find a a good time to drop it, but it it, it is still in the works. I, I for people who are w- waiting for that. Uh, and yeah, you guys could be doing anything with your time, especially on Thanksgiving. But you're spending it with us, and we appreciate it. Jesse, I love you. We're out. Love you soon, man. Yes, have a good one. Enjoy the holidays. Thanks.